Welcome back to Between Two Wings. I'm your host, Jay Wiles. Today we have Jordan Hot with us. She's the director of Fly Oz, and we'll learn more about this really interesting and awesome organization here in just a moment. But first, uh, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Awesome. Yeah, we're so I'm so happy to have you. Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into just talking about what's behind us a little bit. So um, in my picture, you can see Fifi, one of the only two, I believe, airworthy B-29s that are still flying. And I saw this up in Northwest Arkansas at Drake Field, pretty close to you guys. So it's one of the few aviation things I've been able to do in Arkansas. But Jordan, tell us what you've got going on behind you. Sure. Behind me is our map of FlyAuz airfields. So we actually have a paper version of this that we give to folks who come here in person. Uh, and it just shows some of the airfields that are in our network closest to VBT. Uh, and we're very lucky to have some amazing backcountry spots. Uh, with, there's 35 in our network. Not all of them are pictured here on this map because it's a smaller snapshot of our spots. But privately owned airstrips for the most part that these folks have opened access to. And FlyOz is just kind of a conduit to get the word out about them and get folks to come and visit. That's awesome. That sounds like so much fun. How many of them have you been to? Oh, my. I don't know the answer to that, actually. I, <laughs> I'm 70% and, and part awesome. of my mission this year as director to get to all of them for sure. That's amazing. I love it. Can you... Uh, you haven't been in aviation, you know, your whole career. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into this field? Absolutely. Well, my dad was a pilot when I was a little kid, and it was my absolute favorite thing. Um, there's never a time I remember before aviation. I was very lucky, very fortunate to have that early introduction and you know, flying around in my dad's Piper Pacer and falling asleep, you know, on the door of the Pacer and the <laughs> door would pop open, wake up, you know, close it go back to sleep. <laughs> so um, the tail dragger lifestyle was was always comfortable and home to me. But the interesting thing was I didn't know a single female aviator and there were no female pilots in our circle. And it never, it just truly never occurred to me that I could be a pilot, even though it was my absolute favorite thing. You know, sadly, I, I remember being a little kid thinking I would just have to grow up and marry a pilot. Like that, that would be the, the way I could fly. <laughs> Uh, and so I moved on with life and I, I ended up going into fundraising, which was very rewarding, um, but definitely felt like something was missing. And uh, in 2018, I started flight training. So the reason I, I did was because I was on a vacation in the Caribbean flying around and I was getting on a twin otter to jump between islands. And the pilot was a woman. And we just struck up this conversation on the golf cart out to the airplane. And I just, you know, couldn't stop talking to her, asking her questions. And we got to the airplane and she looked me in the eyes and she said, you need to be a pilot. <laughs> and it was the first time in my whole life I thought, oh, I could be a pilot. Um, That's amazing. So, yeah, I, I absolutely I wish I knew her name. I wish I could get in touch with her. I keep her picture in my office. I look at it every day. Uh, if you can see it, you can be it for sure. She's she's the reason I'm sitting here. So yeah, I, I came home and started flight training. Really exciting. I had the opportunity to do flight training with the business that I work for now. So I was, uh, you know, just a wee private pilot student. And they were considering starting a flying club here at VBT in Bentonville. 
and they knew I had nonprofit experience and fundraising experience. And I was also sort of going around forcibly making everyone on the airfield be my friend. And so they said, could we, could we pay you to do, to do that? Um, and so, yeah, we started a flying club here in 2018 and the rest is history, I guess. That's amazing. Fly Oz seems to be, you know, involved in so much in aviation. Can you talk a little bit about um, all the different things you guys do? That's really true. You know, we have so many aspects to this business. And as I said, I started out with the Flying Club, which was initially a separate entity. Uh, only in January of this year did we actually merge the Flying Club with the rest of the Fly Oz brand. So Fly Oz is about aviation, community, and adventure. Aviation components, obviously, we have this network of airstrips that we access uh, or open access to here in Northwest Arkansas. And by the way, the Oz is for Ozarks because we are situated here in the Ozark Mountains. Um, we also offer backcountry training and resources of all kinds. So we don't just toss you out into the backcountry here. We also really pride ourselves on high touch backcountry concierge service, if you will. That means giving you a briefing on the airstrips before you head out on your own. That means sending you out with an instructor if that's something that's helpful to you. That means getting your tailwheel endorsement or we have backcountry 182s as well that you can explore the Ozarks in. So we really stake our claim on high touch service, safety. You know, you're not gonna see us landing on gravel bars. That's great for folks who wanna do that, you know, in their private airplanes. Um, but for us, that's not a level of risk we're willing to accept. So staking our claim on enjoying the backcountry safely with very robust margins of safety um, and, and briefing people and, and giving them all of the information that they need so that they can go out and do it with confidence. And then stewardship. I mean, I think we really stake our claim on working with other organizations, working with the communities where these strips are embedded to ensure that we have access for a long time and that we're good neighbors and part of a community. Uh, you know, the Recreational Aviation Foundation has an airstrip called Trigger Gap and we do everything we can to support them and help them. Um, our, our club members, you know, if they head over there six times in a day and are causing a lot of noise, I make a phone call. Hey guys, we gotta, we gotta keep it down. Um, it's really important to us that we be seen as community partners. So that's the kind of aviation side of things. And then of course there's the flying club. Our flying club is not just about offering access to incredible high quality aircraft. We do that as well, but we're a bit unique for a flying club in that we also have this incredible robust community. And if you talk to our president, Chad Cox, he'll be the first person to tell you everything we do here is embedded in thinking about community and making robust community. So the Flying Club is, of course, a big part of that. We have uh, various lounges where people can hang out. We have all sorts of social events and flyouts, and we have over 400 members, which is really, ex yeah. It's, That's it's, huge. <laughs> it is, and members all over the country, frankly. You know, a, a lot of folks here locally, but also all over the country because we're doing something really unique that people want to be a part of, which we're really proud of. And then adventure. You know, we have incredible amenities here, incredible experiences that we want to give more and more people access to. And that all kind of turns into this lifestyle of flying the Ozarks, which is what we do. That's so much fun. 
Can you uh can you talk about how this network of airstrips has been built up over the years? Absolutely. You know, I have to say I cannot take credit. I'm a latecomer to that portion of the work. Um, so I mentioned Chad Cox, our president. And um, back in, I think, 2012, our ownership expressed an interest to him and backcountry flying. They had gone up to Idaho and seen, you know, what that experience is like and thought, man, this seems like something we could really do here in Northwest Arkansas. So Chad had that idea in his mind. And then he met Chip Gibbons, who was here at VBT at this airfield. And he is our, I, I always call him our airfield guru. Um, <laughs> he knows, he already knew this community backwards and forwards. You know, he's a native and had, had spent his lifetime making all these aviation relationships. And so he just seemed to know, you know, where to go fly, whose airstrip he could land at and who maybe not, you know, and he, he just, he kind of had this tribal knowledge. And so Chad one day was like, Hey man, like, how can we, write that down or do something with that tribal knowledge so that yeah. more people can access it. And so back in like 2015, 2016, two ideas started happening simultaneously. One of those was what became the airfield guide. And Chip, um, previous life, did computer programming. So Chip started working on creating this really awesome database of, of airstrips to formalize all that tribal knowledge, you know, and, and make it accessible. Um, and at the same time, this idea of fly Oz began, which was to create a local network of airstrips that, you know, again, these are, like I said earlier, privately owned. And so it required going around and talking to people. So Chip and Chad and some other partners of ours, Dave Powell, Dwayne Bell, hope I don't forget anyone, um, they kind of got together and started just knocking on doors going around talking to folks that they knew owned airstrips and selling them an idea, which frankly, we had very little to offer in return. We, we weren't really able to say, you know, we can help you or pay you. It was just, Hey, we know you love aviation and we want to bring more people to land at your airstrip if that's something you want. So you want to be part of this thing. And the amazing part of that is the response. You know, all these folks just said, yeah, I, I want to be a part of that. That's um, awesome. It is. It's unique. You know, a lot of um, out west, a lot of those airstrips that folks are landing on, they're, they're public land. Mm -hmm. Here it's private. So it's a kind of a different um, animal. But super thankful for all of our airstrip owners and really proud to offer greater access to those locations. Could you talk a little bit about... Um a couple examples of those airstrips that people have access to. Oh, I would love to. I could talk about that all day. Like <laughs> this, the map behind me, we could, we could spend the whole podcast on that. And I hate to pick a few because, you know, they're all so wonderful and, and I don't want to um, upset anyone. One of the photos that I shared with you is some girlfriends and I with our airplanes and um, with, with Zen, who Zen and Pam are the owners of Birds Adventure Center. So that's a really popular one. Uh, they have a great restaurant. Do not miss Pam's fried pies. That sounds amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and yeah, they have a, a bunch of different airstrips. The restaurant strip, restaurant strip is a, is a smaller, more challenging strip right by the, by the restaurant. And then there's the river strip, which is long, open, um, nice open approach. So it's great for even, not even, you know, your typical backcountry aircraft, uh, but 
beautiful, idyllic place to get away to. More busy, though. There's a campground and there's a, you know, all the amenities are there. There's a bathroom, a bathhouse, there's showers, you know. This is not backcountry roughing it. Uh, so that's definitely one you have to mention. But kind of the other side of the spectrum, but also nearby birds, I often hit both in one day, would be Richland Creek. So Richland Creek is on an offshoot of the Buffalo National River. It's beautiful. Like it can't be overstated how beautiful this spot is. The water is a color that is hard to even describe. Um, and there's a swimming hole and a family of otters that lives there, which is just magical. And, uh, you know, you're really, you feel really, really off the grid there. But Fayaz has invested to have some amazing amenities there. There's a, a really nice vault toilet, which sounds like a porta potty situation. It's not. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> um, and uh, it's that's like, you know, a next level really. I mean, yeah. to, to be honest, it really does open the uh, clientele who wants to spend time there and camp there. So it's a really worthwhile investment, beautiful pavilion and, and grills and stuff. We have an awesome team of volunteers led by Ken Duncan and Joe Wilson, who take care of that place. Like it's their own. So that's another one. That's a camp miss. Um, a personal favorite of mine is horseshoe bend, which is a thousand foot long. It's on Beaver Lake. Oh, nice. Surrounded by Beaver Lake on three sides by water. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's amazing. It is a fun little challenge. You have to come in, you know, low over the water. Um, and But it's open on both ends. So even though it's a thousand feet, it's a usable thousand feet. Uh, that one is just a blast. Then there's a whole net, a whole, I don't even know what to call it, mountaintop of airstrips at a place called Banks Ranch. Um, if you've ever seen, we were featured, AOPA um, very kindly featured us in a really mm -hmm. awesome article, and Banks Ranch was the cover photo. Yeah, it's they, beautiful. They, yeah, Todd has, um, I think, four, if not five airstrips up there, and he's always carving out new ones. So yeah, I, gosh, I hate to, I hate to pick just a couple. I hope that our listeners come out and experience it for themselves. And, you know, there's an airstrip for every skill level. There's an airstrip for every aircraft type. If you're looking for a challenge, you've got Ponca International, as we call it, which is a little thousand foot strip hanging on the edge of a cliff overlooking the Buffalo National River. It is unbelievable. And he has uh, Austin of the Buffalo Outdoor Center has at that airstrip um, a pilot's cabin that you can rent. Oh, nice. And it even comes with a car that you can drive around and explore the Ozarks. So, yeah, the just come just come and talk to yeah. me and and we'll we'll tell you what airstrips to go to and you know for each person we kind of help you customize what airstrips are have the amenities that you're looking for are you looking to fish just tell us that we can tell you which ones to go to are you looking for a good restaurants so we can send you to those too so uh yeah we can we can help you customize your trip but i just i want you to go to all of them <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing so, Jordan, what are the easiest ways for people to learn about all these airstrips in Northwest Arkansas? The quickest is flyoz.com. And there, you, from there, you can be connected to all of our uh, amenities. There's a phone number there that you can call. Human beings will answer it. Uh, and those two human beings are Chip Gibbons and Steve Johnson. Um, 
Steve Johnson is well known from supercub.org, which he founded, and he's also here with us offering backcountry training and um, one of our other airfield gurus. So him or Chip will answer the phone and can help you, you know, give you a briefing or help you set up some backcountry training. And then if you just want to peruse our airstrips from flyoz.com, you can download our four flight content pack. <laughs> Had to get a little plug in there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an amazing content pack, though. I've seen a lot of content packs just all over, and this one's really well done. Again, kudos to Chip. Uh, it's amazing. And I will let you know we're we're in the works of another one. I say we as oh. if I'm helping at all. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just, you know, asking for things. Uh, Chip is hoping to add this time places to eat and places to lodge to the content. Oh, pack. Cool. So That's we should awesome. have some more. Yeah. And then this summer, we're hoping to get some more great photos and videos of a bunch of our airstrips, which will be added in the next content pack. So um, definitely be watching for those on our website. And yeah, it's amazing. You can just pull open your four flight, see the see the runways, see the you know directions, read a full briefing, see the phone number if it's a place that you need to call for permission to land. They're coded yellow if you have to call for permission. They're coded green if you don't. So at a glance you can you know buzzing along oh there's there's an airfield i haven't hit can i go ahead and land you'll know right then amazing. so all that information at your fingertips yeah it's amazing and then the last um way i would say is definitely airfield.guide so um dot g-u-i-d-e not dot com airfield.guide and all of the airstrips um working with the raf to to you know give access to all sorts of airstrips not just in northwest arkansas but you can go there and toggle only the Fly Oz airstrips. Oh, cool. So if you click Fly Oz airstrips, then it'll narrow it down to just ours. That's awesome. That's really cool. This has been awesome to just learn about this group and how much you guys are involved in it. It's a ton. Yes, we have a lot of irons in the fire, but it's an amazing thing to be a part of. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Between Two Wings. We'll see you next time.